Flogcast, episode 89, The Crichton Theory. Each day, we are becoming a creature of splendid glory, or one of unthinkable horror. C.S. Lewis. Flogcast. Flogcast! Get in the arena. What up? Hey, Johnny. How's it going, brother? Oh, it's doing pretty good. I feel something's off. There's a little bit of a, a weird... I feel like I'm looking over here in this corner where normally sits one of our Patriots in Arms, the one who was bringing the notes this morning, not to call any shame out to anybody, but um, we have a Santee slip has happened amongst us. So there's Will, Willie, Will, and then... And of course, we have our faithful friend... Matt. Matt. Good yes. morning. And uh, we have a guest. Yeah, on short notice, short we, we notice. called him like 15 minutes ago. We're like, the Santee slip has slipped the room. So would you be willing to come? And so making his pioneer run on the Flodcast, we have my brother, Stephen. Stephen. Oh, Hello, last name everybody. Yes. yes, I did answer and say that I could make that as long as there's coffee. And coffee and donuts, although I pulled the, a fast one, everybody. There's no bacon on these donuts. Yeah, and the room has noticed. The, the it has not gone unnoticed by the room. You, John. <laughs> the energy level The microphones weren't drastic. even working this morning. Down. The dress, the energy level is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mics were like, we were going to work, but I don't smell any big. Even Shandy's like in the middle of the room with like a sad look on her face. You got, I'm going home. Yeah, Shandy's like, what the? She goes, I don't I don't get any bacon? Get, Sorry, girl. You get superficial, artificial DD Boston cream donut. That was probably produced in a lab, much like the L&B. Right, but I mean, it's cool. Right next to COVID. But anyway. Um, you can find it by your Franco Franks in your local grocery yes, store. Yes, in your degenerous sausage. Anyway, so we want to welcome everyone to another fun-filled episode of Flawcast. As always, we are here to... There you go. And uh, we have an interesting episode today that Johnson put together. I'm very thankful for. So before we get into that, just going to get into the official particulars. want to welcome and thank everybody. Please make sure you subscribe, share, listen, uh, leave a five-star review, if you don't mind, on all your favorite podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker. We are on Rumble, doing really, really well on Rumble. Yes, and uh, YouTube sometimes. Make sure you follow us on the Project Mockingbird. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're doing well on Parlor doing well on Gab and Miwi. Miwi! Oh, and uh, pick up my book. Links below. Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. Is there, not, is there we have any updates? No, we don't, we don't have I mean, we don't. Units haven't been moving this last week, so. And since Jason's not here, I think it's my obligation. I think you do hold the obligation. I do hold and, the obligation. I'll, I'll put the flag up for everybody. Well, we got one right there. Oh, sure, you do have one. I'll just look at my flag over here. I'll zig when you zag. So, if you will, take your right hand and put it over your heart and say with me, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. For God. Yes. A man and a woman. I would be remiss if we didn't mention, and I'm sure people have noticed this already, but our Storm and Norman has left the building as well. We kind of just forgot well, actually, all about yes. mentioning. Well, Norm actually is one of the only people who actually requested a second abduction into the, yeah. the ship. Yeah. Not the mother ship, but just <clears throat> he said, the I'll, I'll, ship. He's like, he was like, 
Can I have more? He's like, poor Oliver. Please, oh, please, please, sir. Can I have some more? Thank you, sir. I have another. Or, not sir, excuse me. Thank you. It's he actually guy. got the number yeah. of from the aliens the first time. He's like, this is really nice. We should do this again. No. And, and, and then they, so you do know. Do they not have, like, sir, ma'am? Do they have to, like, gender Well, we don't know their pronouns, so we... Are we, they, theirs, We We need to be very socially inclusive. The carbon form known as the it. Right. It. It. Like the clown from the creepy movies. Hi, Georgie. That's a great segue into an episode Johnson put together. So the Crichton theory is something that Johnson put together as an observation he made. I was watching, actually, Netflix's The Movies That Made Us, which is a series on Netflix, and it was going into the episode on Jurassic Park, which, of course, is a book written by Michael Crichton. And when they were talking about the Jurassic Park movie, they started talking about all his other productions, Westworld, a bunch of other things. And Westworld, if you're not familiar with it, there was an original movie that came out in the mid-70s with Yul Brenner. But I had watched the HBO show Westworld. The whole point of the Westworld experience is that they create a world where they create, basically, robotic life forms but they it's genetically mutated and I don't know if you're familiar with the works they're all mad you're not or Steve but they're basically playing God and it's, in a roundabout way that's where the entire show goes and creations themselves become aware of themselves and then it becomes a challenge for them to be God which I don't know where does that sound familiar right we're gonna get into that in a bit but the overriding essence is, is for me is the takeaway I got is that there's this an adult Disney world if you will set in the Wild West And they literally have these androids or robots or whatever you want to call them. Creations. That literally look, smell, touch, taste, and perform functions. They function just like a real person. They do. Just to give a little bit of context of who Michael Crichton was, we got a little bit of a backstory, backstory or biography here for you. So, Matt, Stephen, which one do you, you want? Do you guys want a paper, rock, scissors, this one, or you want to go for it? I think that was Matt's way of saying he's got it. Let me clear my throat. John Michael Crichton was an American author and filmmaker. His books have sold over 200 million copies worldwide, and over a dozen have been adapted into films. His literary works are usually within the science fiction, techno thriller, and medical fiction genres, and heavily feature technology. His novels often explore technology and human interaction within it, especially resulting in catastrophes with biotechnology. Many of his novels have medical or scientific underpinnings, reflecting his medical training and scientific background. Crichton received an MD from Harvard Medical School in 1969, but did not practice medicine, choosing to focus on writing instead. Initially writing under a pseudonym, he eventually wrote 26 novels, including The Andromeda Strain, The Terminal Man, The Great Train Robbery, Congo, Sphere, Jurassic Park, Rising Sun, Disclosure, The Lost World, Airframe, Timeline, Prey, State of Fear, and Next. Several of these novels in various states of completion were published after his death in 2008. He was also involved in the film and television industry. In 1973, he wrote and directed Westworld, first film to utilize 2D computer-generated imagery. He also directed Coma in 1978. First, Great Train Robbery in 79, Looker in 81, Runaway in 1984. He was the creator of the television series ER, <coughs> which run it extensively from 94 through 2009, and several of his novels were adapted into films, most notably a Jurassic Park franchise. Runaway was a great movie with yeah, Tom I, Selleck I, and Chris. When you go through the list, Gene, like, Gene Simmons was the yeah. bad guy. The bullets were going around the corners and stuff. It was cool back in the day. It's a very impressive recipe. And so. what's crazy, I did not know until going into this that he actually had a medical background. Michael Crichton's wicked smarts. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of let John take the reins on this because this was his his brainchild. But oh, you're, you're gonna let me roll with it. Huh? I am. Yeah. And my ultimate interpretation of what we're saying, I'll just put my two bits in, and then I want you to have at it. Is it. is the idea that 
that humans are the absolute result of the love of the Almighty. And one of the most atrocious things that we see right now is, I believe, the created trying to be the creator. And there's an old band called Jethro Tull, and they have an album. Uh, it's called Man Made God in His Image instead of God Made Man in His Image. So it's, it's a complete inversion of, of reality. And it's one of these things, I think, and we talked about this briefly. Actually, on the first episode, Matt was here with the whole idea of Genesis 6. There was this manipulation of, cells and genes and the fact that other entities not human were created. And I think as we continue to go down this funneling of time, we're going to begin to see more and more uh, these kind of things. So I, I just think it's something to take stock of. But Johnson, have at it. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on target there. I mean, honestly, from the beginning of written time itself, there's a long and storied tradition of mankind and Belzebub, if you will, trying to usurp authority and trying to buck against the natural flow of the fact that God is the ultimate creator, the ultimate source of life. He is the one who spoke life into existence. He's the creator, the author, and finisher of everything. And there's a rich and storied tradition since the words were first being penned down, starting with, obviously, with Satan in heaven trying to buck against the system. He was the first person to theoretically try and eat that apple, you know, where he was good. I know I'm staring at God Almighty, but I'm better than him. And for some reason, that's a disease that is just spread through the course of time because, obviously, in the garden, there was the Adam and Eve experience where God literally said, you can choose from anything in this garden, just don't eat from this knowledge of good and evil, God knew why. God wanted us to be innocent of such things. And of course, Satan didn't want to be lonely. So, and we've gone into this before, he basically tempted Eve and Adam and they bit the apple and then we were cursed for it. It continues on through timeline Tower of Babel experiences. There's, there's many experiences that I think we're going to kind of get into as we go through these notes, but that's kind of the origin of, of things is that God creates man. Man feels like he doesn't need God anymore. Man tries to create his own world, screws things up miserably, and then we're all paying the consequences for it. I feel like it's kind of a jealousy thing, and it's kind of been redone here in heaven. Satan got jealous of God and his power and the praise that he got while in heaven. He revolts once, you know, praise casted upon him. He gets cast out of heaven, is roaming on earth. You have Adam and Eve, he convinces Eve that she should be jealous of God and the wisdom and the knowledge that he has, convinces her to basically make the same decision that he did. Once that knowledge imparted into her, so then she falls, we have the fall of man, and then it's like the same type of issue, you know, replicated from heaven and earth, and here we are. A couple main points that we want to kind of stay on. First, we have to establish that God is, as I've spoken, he's the creator of life, and Satan is the great manipulator and the great deceiver. God is the only person who can create. So in the essence of creation, that power really, as long as you believe the way we believe, which I hope you do, uh, for your sake, then you believe that all life comes from God. In Genesis 1, 31st verse from the Amplified Bible, God says, God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good, and he validated it completely. To back that point up, it says, all things that are made are made from God. Satan does not have the power to create outside of evil. Well, the, he's, he's a master of evil. Was it John 10, 10? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy, yeah. yeah. So Satan will spend his entire existence trying to manipulate things that were already created. You know, for some reason, there's this big theory that, like, there's creation, there's God, and then there's science. Like, they're two different factions, and they shouldn't have anything to do with each other, which is really bullcrap. Like, God created science. Science is, is important. But as we know from current events, science is easily manipulated. And where does... The 
the origin of manipulation come from? It comes from Lucifer. It comes from Satan. He will take everything that is good and try and turn it for his purpose, which ultimately is going to be evil. It's the great, the great battle that has raged on since time began. So he can't create, but he will try and manipulate. We have a history since the origin. I've talked about the garden and tampering with fires that we cannot control. There's the knowledge of good and evil from the garden experience. There's the Tower of Babel. There's genetic tampering and eugenics. We've talked about this. We'll probably go into a little bit more further down the road, but we talked about Ellenbergers and Franco Franks. Well, what episode was that? We went back and... Clown World. Clown World, yes. Number 70. Very, very well-received episode. If you've not listened to it, I do implore you, go back and listen to it. We are a little bit chaotic, but it was a good one. And the whole quest for eternal life and omnipotent power, but it's basically what has been going on since the timeline has been created. God desires for us to be pioneers of faith and to act on our faith and to be, basically, he requires one thing out of us, obedience and love, and that is the opposite of what... Well, there's even a quote here from Jurassic Park. Uh, John Hammond says, uh, creation is an act of the creator's will. And I think that absolutely applies to what we're referring to where the Almighty created us as an act of his will. So as the devil can't create, he does not have that power. He degrades and manipulates and he molests and rapes and pillages, if you will, that created thing, which is humans. Like we have the breath of the divine in us, in all of us. Now I wanted to, there's a couple quotes from C.S. Lewis that I wanted to get into as well. Um, one quote says, each, and this kind of sums up what we're talking about, it says, each day we are becoming a creature of splendid glory or one of unthinkable horror. And I think that ties in with what we're talking about. Every decision that we make, you're either moving towards obedience or you're moving towards disobedience. You're either becoming a creature of splendid glory, which ultimately ties in with when we finally arrive in heaven. Look at it like we're on a pendulum. It's shifting either one direction or another. So we're either shifting towards splendid glory or we're shifting away, which is unthinkable horror. I mean, it seems like a scary thought to think of it that way, but every decision that you make, it's the butterfly effect, which also, by the way, is a nice little science fiction thing, I think, which ties in with that. Every ripple, everything you do has a consequence to it. It's cause and effect. So you're either moving closer towards splendid glory or you're moving closer towards your ultimate doom. Another one, the C.S. Lewis quote that I wanted to get into, says, God is the only comfort. He is also the supreme terror, the thing we most need and the thing we most want to hide from. He is our only possible ally, and we have made ourselves his enemies. Some people talk as if meeting the gaze of absolute goodness would be fun. They need to think again. They are still only playing with religion. Goodness is either the great safety or the great danger, according to the way you react to it, and we have reacted the wrong way, which, if you're looking at current events and all the people around us who seemingly think that they're God, Fauci, American government. You know, it's a scary thought. It's kind of sobering. Any thoughts, Mr. Matt? Yeah. (laughs) For those that have Fauci up on this pedestal, he is, at the end of the day, a mere mortal. He has the same blood we have. Uh, He's human. He's fallible. And I think, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but uh, like I said, and I've said it before, this is the worst man-made crisis in human history perpetrated by humans. Not to mention the the perversion of personal gain. Mm and all of that so it's kind of hard to take some of the stuff that's being said as honesty and take it to heart truly corrupted by the power money get the money get the power if you if you go down the timeline you can look back to hitler you can look to and, and y'all get people are going to hate me if i use Fachi and hitler in the same sentence yeah. but i mean if you look at anybody who has like the godlike complex that godlike personality it's a spirit of rebellion biblically speaking it's pretty obvious if you what we always talk about using intelligence using discernment i know this is a big ask 
remove your emotions and get outside and look at it. Anybody who wants to say that I am the ultimate source of truth, anybody who uses those broad strokes like that, because medical, it is a practice. It is a practice of science, which means it's not perfected. And when people try and use these broad strokes like they have the ultimate source of truth, they have 100% authority on the matter, that's a godlike thing to say because there is only one source of absolute perfection. So to make these broad strokes, you're dancing in dangerous water. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously for medical purposes, there has to be a theory of practice and that has to exist. But when you're looking at the people like Hitler, I have the master race, I and which ties in with eugenics and stuff that we're talking the about. Ubermensch. The, the Ubermensch. Well, I would actually say not to be that guy, but... Oh, you can. Uh, I do too. I, I think a closer historic comparison would probably be Joseph Mengele. Mm-hmm. with Fauci and I am not a scientist and anybody who knows me knows my brain doesn't work well with the science and like STEM type things I, where I excel is history and trying to remember scripture and lyrics from songs I haven't heard in like 30 years however the absolute I think accurate comparison would be someone like Joseph Mengele who was just a sycophant and did these horrible can't even call them medical experiments because they were just so hellacious and just so evil that I think Fauci and what we see going on is probably a more accurate comparison than actually calling him Hitler. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a, a stark grab to, to go out to Hitler, but it's it's the spirit of rebellion is what I'm re- referencing sure. in that aspect. And that's that's the spirit which also leads to damnation. And it's what led Satan out of heaven. It's what led Hitler to whatever hell becomes him. And if we're not careful, it's where it'll, you know, it's, it'll lead us to us on the same path. And it's the silencing of all dissent because there's a number a number of very highly qualified individuals that have issued various warnings and haven't received any support. Some very brave men, medical experts, foremost in the world. Um, some of their names, Dr. Michael Yeadon, retired Pfizer vice president and yeah. chief scientific officer, Dr. Wolfgang Wudarg, former chair of the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe Health Wolf. Committee, Dr. Geert Vandenbosch, formerly employed by Gavi and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. And that's just to name a few that have spoken out against this. Well, we have an article coming up that when this first came out, we discussed because to me it was so horrifying. However, my concern, and I'm going to defer to Matt because he just has a lot of information and maybe Stephen can speak on this. But, you know, when you talk about Wolfgang Wudar and you you talk about the credentials of the individual that you just listed off, who, in my understanding, my research, are all had a hand in the creation of this mRNA technology. However, they are now speaking vehemently against it. However, they're being kneecapped and silenced at it every turn my concern with that mrna is is actually my understanding it's manipulating our genome and my understanding of a human and please correct me if i'm wrong is that it's the 23 the double helix the 23 individual strands that composes the unique structure on a DNA and genetic level of a human being. And when that is altered and manipulated, my question is, what is that? If we look at the the definition that John's bringing Mm -hmm. forward, the the almighty breathed and designed that double helix strand as uh, the complexity and, and, and the brilliance of it, and then you manipulate that by definition, you are, I have to think, no longer human. And at that point, what does that make you? I mean, that ties into what we say with Genesis 131. God said everything that he made, behold, it was very good, and he validated it completely. Right. Like, I've already completed this work. And when I say perfection, it's not like we're perfect people. But the essence of perfection is what God created. Yeah, it's, it's tampering. It's polluting it. It's unknown technology. It's desperation technology. There's many 
agendas behind it. Not not everybody has a nefarious agenda with this, but there is a certain faction that is putting forth a new world order agenda, and this is what they're using to encapsulate it and make it global. My fear with that is that our bodies were made and designed in a way to when things were introduced to our body, our body's designed to fight things off in a way to protect itself. So it does get a little bit scary when they're trying to input extra information that's been tampered with and then put it into our bodies. So what does our bodies do to that? That's where I get a little bit weirded out. Like, okay, so if I'm going to put this vaccine in my body, my body naturally knows to do certain things. And then so what's going to happen inside there? But we don't know because we don't really have all of the testing. We don't know. There's not a whole lot of material to go from. Well, one of the things I've been doing a lot of research on is having been a recipient of a kidney transplant, it is now coming to the forefront that this jab, I won't give the respect of calling it a vaccine, this jab, you know, we're told, oh, it's going to stay in the injection site. Well, what we realize is that isn't the truth. Spike protein. Yes, it, it isn't yeah. the truth. It actually circulates through the entire body, which makes sense because we have a mm. circulatory system. I do yeah. know that much. And, and it can land in some of your vital organs, right. your heart, lungs, brain. Right. Well, what, and what we're seeing is inflammation of the heart we're seeing my particular concern is i want to steward the gift i've been given to the best of my ability and there's a lot of research verifiable research that it is attacking kidneys it is attacking livers different things of that nature i know um, it's making older women have their cycle again the blood brain uh, the blood brain barrier bar- in the male is yeah. way thinner than a female so in a lot of males especially our age are now getting early onset dementia and alzheimer's so but goodbye YouTube. Um, <laughs> See ya. And I, I, at this point, I don't care because I, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But I feel like there are clear lines that have to be drawn. Mm-hmm. And to me, this goes back to the episode we did about the Nuremberg Code. Yeah. Which you know, when you talk about like Mengele and you talk about Goebbels and Hitler and and, and all these type of yeah. characters, that was a direct result mm-hmm. of what they were doing. And we're coming to this place. Are we even human? Or what kind of an alien yeah. species are you becoming? Well, it's funny that you say that because it ties in with some of those Dr. Ian Malcolm quotes uh, that I had here. Um, God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. Your genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. It's hardly appropriate to start hurling generalizations. If I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses, uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And that's kind of the scary part. And again, we have a kind of a split room on certain things, but I think we all agree that there just needs to be careful and heavy-weighted consideration for a lot of things. Like, I don't consider myself like an anti-vaxxer. And we've stated this before. Like, even when it comes to the COVID poke or vaccination or whatever you want to call it, you know, my opinion might be slightly different than, than what yours is. But 
the point remains the same. When you're dealing with things that are altering the essence of us, the creation, there should be a heavy weightedness to it. And I'm not saying that they've just thrown all caution to the wind, but there's no FDA approval yet, to my knowledge. I know they're talking about it. The whole thing, in my humble opinion, has felt incredibly rushed. And I get it. Desperate times, they're going to say call for desperate measures. But that point remains the same. Ian and Malcolm, you guys were so preoccupied with whether they could. Maybe you should have stopped to think of whether you should. Well, and the thing that gets me, I just want to add this real quick. This has a fatality rate of over 99.8% untreated among most healthy adults. And the flu, once again, you, you would know, the flu is far more deadlier, generally speaking, than this. And people can get a flu shot. People can get these vac- I Honestly, I don't care. But when you're threatening me that I'm potentially going to lose my job if I don't take these... Yeah. You're the great evil right. because you won't. Right. Yes. And, and, yes. That's, and that, that's what pricks my heart. I know this because I read the mail we get. This isn't hyperbole. This isn't fear porn. This isn't overstating anything. I literally, on my job this week, got an email notification stating that the possibility of vaccines is going to be in the near future. Yeah. And it just sent the shiver down my spine. And, yeah. and, it, and it goes back to, like for me, a, a lot of things are already easy for me to determine because in my mind and in my heart, I've already decided this is the course I'm going to take. My forehead is like flint. I am going forward in that. But these are the things at these moments where we talk about you have to have your non-negotiables in place. You have to know when that fight comes to you, what is your stance or what is your position in that? And it sucks. It breaks my heart. But this is where we're at. You're, it's, you're the line yeah. in the sand. Right. My big thing, I can't stand the or else. You take this or else. When they take away the option of choice, making your own decision, what you feel is best for yourself or what you should do or what does or doesn't go against your own personal convictions, that's where I like. I have to draw the line. I do think like in certain situations, certain people, their comorbidities that they may have that might prevent them from being able to fight off the COVID virus because it is here, it is real, but then sure, they should be able to make that decision for themselves if they want to get it, if they're in that upper range category or if they're you know like severely overweight, have you know their sugar issues, if they've got other comorbidities that might you know prevent them from being able to fight it off then they can make that decision for themselves but when they say no i don't care if you're healthy or i don't care if you're young or i don't care what state you're in you're going to have to get it or else or that drives well, when me they, crazy. And they use the verbiage you can't buy sell or trade which yeah. to me oh, that it's lifted directly from that revelation 13 and, and basically what they're saying is we will starve you out say anything yeah. I mean, well, it's the oldest form of warfare, which is a siege warfare, which is you literally surround your enemy, you effectively mm-hmm. starve them out mm-hmm. until they capitulate or they literally die of... The you know, irony they, of all ironies is this is being spearheaded by the same group who heavily pushed the my body, my choice when it comes to the most atrocious of well, all you medical want to commit acts. Murder, if you want to call sure. it a medical act, I don't want to call it a medical act. It's murder well, in my it's, opinion. It's, it's, it's the, the Church of Satan has now come out and proclaimed that every abortion is now a sacrifice to their lord but yeah. so we're not going to give you a choice for the greater yeah but the, what you're what you're but what you're overlooking is is it's the same thing whether it's the sacrifice of abortion or it's this idea that yeah. you're being forced to do this that there are people legitimately are dying after they take these things oh yeah it is a eugenic like i say it's a luciferian globalist eugenic space yeah. death call it is about depopulation you know at the end of the day in the most layman's terms this is a science experiment 
experiment. And hindsight being 2020, what it is with this, and what disturbs me is because their narrative has changed. It changed by the hour, now daily to weekly, everything changes. And, and going back to the beginning, they said, you know, you're gonna get this injection. And then the technology that's inside the injection, it's going to stay in the injection site. It's just going to get into the intramuscular structure. But now it's completely perverse. Well, now they know it spreads to every part of the body. So then they openly admit that now. And it's just like it's constantly changing. It's experimental. And there are certain factions. Anytime you have something that's going to affect the world, certain factions are like lined up. You know, they're ready to wait, waiting for that gate to open so they can get in and put forth their agenda. And that's what's inside this. And that's the scariest thing. And people think, you know, the government's just got together in this very organized manner and everybody's there, you know, under the grace of God. And they just want to help everybody with this vaccine. And there's very many nefarious agendas behind it. And they're right. all trying to, to, to put forth their novel new creation and unleash it to the world. Yeah. On top of that aspect there, like one of the things that I was just recently hearing with that spike protein that you're talking about, that's supposed to stay in the deltoid. Right. But they've said they've just kind of noticed that it's not really staying there. It's floating around. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times they uh, they were reporting that younger people who do get the vaccination, that spike protein can be landing in the heart. And they've had a large uptick in the um, myocarditis, but it's non-infectious myocarditis. So it's an inflammation of the myocardial tissue around your heart. And so once you start affecting the heart tissue, that doesn't really like grow back quite like the rest of our body does. You start causing infection, inflammation, and scarring. That's just permanent damage in your heart. So I, I hate the fact and that they want to say, oh, and, and a, a young, young person. person. Yeah. It's yeah, the numbers have been higher in younger people. But what drives me crazy is they start saying, oh, for people for, to go to college or people that should be going back to well, school, even this we want to we say that you need to start taking this vaccination. I don't want to have my kid, who's a healthy 17-year-old athlete, take the vaccination because he's told he has to and then start developing heart issues and you know, myocarditis that he's going to have for the rest of his life. Well, and it, what was it the other day? There was a, some school board meeting. I forgot where it was, but literally one of the heads of the school board yeah. said if I'm okay. one of those people that when I get very, very angry, it makes me cry. I'm very, very angry about the idea that children are going to be exposed to a virus five times more contagious than the one we masked everybody for last year. I think if anybody's going to flee to virtual school, it needs to be the maskless. I don't think any parent with, a, with an asthmatic six-year-old, eight-year-old, or 12-year-old should have to make that choice that their child can't go to school because some other kid is going to spread a germ that could kill them. Just goes all over me. It's insane to send five and six and seven and eight all the way up through 11-year-olds that don't have a choice about vaccine. To sit in a classroom where, where people can spread a deadly disease and not even know they're sick and not even know that in three days they're going to be sick, but they're spreading it today because they, that's the way it works, this disease. Just makes me furious that we're in this position. If I were a parent of a young child, I don't know what I would do, but I don't think we should put our parents in that position. And if there's any way between now and the beginning of school that we can get this changed, I hope we can because it's just not okay for kids to commit murder by coming to school without a mask. And when it comes down to it, it's possible. They will, ch they will cause a death of another child because they come to school without a mask. That's not okay. And I'm thinking, uh, you, uh, a four-year-old four being a murderer? Are you, I mean, yeah. what? From the same per person who probably is perfectly okay with jabbing something into somebody's head when it's in a uterus right. and calling that And what about the, the school and every other flu season for the last, right. you know, going back decades and decades and decades that there was never any extra wash your hands, no extra precautions, and nobody was a murderer then. 
So now they're murderers. Right. Once again, just to reiterate, the verifiably now, the flu is far more deadly. I have met mm-hmm. is far more deadly. Like, I have medical no, people. I, in I, here. No, I, I mean I, I know the research, but I know I know what people say to me. Well the numbers don't lie. Right. Well see that's the wonderful well, thing about statistics. They're not biased, they're yeah, not racist, they're all. not whatever. They they are numbers yeah. are numbers. They are what they are. And the flu annually is far more deadly than this COVID. But this to me just kind of emphasizes what we're talking about. This was in June of 2020. It was in the Wall Street Journal on their Sunday edition, their largest selling edition every week they sell is their Sunday edition. So this is the front page on the Sunday edition in June 2020. Looking forward to the end of humanity. COVID-19 has spotlighted the promise and peril of transhumanism, the idea of using technology to overcome sickness, aging, and death. It sounds bitterly ironic now, in the midst of a global pandemic, but not long ago, some of the most forward-thinking people in the world believed that humanity was close to abolishing death. If you ask me today, is it possible to live to be 500? The answer is yes, said Bill Maris, the founder of Google Ventures in 2015. Three years later, biomedical researcher Aubrey de Grey estimated that people in middle age now have a fair chance of never dying. Eternal life through advanced technology seems like a pipe dream for, for a society that until recently had trouble manufacturing enough masks to save doctors and nurses' lives. Yet COVID-19 may turn out to be just the kind of crisis needed to turbocharge efforts to create what advocates call a transhuman future. With our biological fragility more obvious than ever, many people will be ready to embrace the message of the Transhumanist Declaration, an eight-point program first issued in 1998. We envision the possibility of broadening human potential by overcoming aging, cognitive shortcomings, involuntary suffering, and our confinement to planet Earth. Transhumanists, many of them associated with nonprofits and think tanks like Humanity Plus and the Extropy Institute, have long been driven by the fear that our entire species could be wiped out by nuclear war, asteroid collision, technological accident, or a pandemic. In March, as the coronavirus was spreading around the world, the science writer Tom Chivers observed that it proves the need for technological protection against such existential threats. Humans could be around for a billion years or more if we don't screw it up. Coronavirus won't be the thing that kills us all, but it's bloody good illustration of how something could, he wrote in the online magazine Unheard. People have always feared death and dreamed of escaping it, but until now that hope has been formulated in religious terms. Transhumanism promises that death can be conquered physically, not just spiritually, and the movement has the support of people with the financial resources to make it happen, if anyone can. Jeff Bezos, Peter Thiel, and Elon Musk are among the Silicon Valley moguls who have invested in life extension research. In 2013, Google entered the field by launching the biotech firm Calico, short for California Life Company. Hmm. We're going to get into some scripture verses here in a second, but Bill, put a little bit of a spin on that before we have the scriptures come in. So for, maybe in layman's terms, transhumanism is the idea that you can upload your conscience into a digital format. So when they say that you're going to be able to live forever, this is their, and this is a cult. This is a religious belief that often goes hand in hand with the Luciferian. Like the burbs. Well, but um, they believe that it is possible for people to upload their essence or their being or their identity or their personality or whatever you want to say 
in a computer format on a digital platform that the idea that the merging of quote unquote this with AI that you will be able to grow and mature as a human as we evolve naturally as being humans it's absolutely mortifying it's so what you're saying there Bill is they're, they're gonna suck my essence out and put it on a thumb drive and put it on a shelf and, and then maybe like 500 years from now they'll take that little thumb drive out and they'll put it in a computer thing and then I'll be back Somewhere so walk, walk. Like, we're like a bunch of walking around USB. Do you know who's doing cartwheels? Walt did in his brain right now. He's thinking, I'm back, baby. No, it's the ultimate essence of God creates everything with like the, the finite. And this is, we are we all want to be mini-gods. Stephen, why don't you read where it says 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 from the Amplified and move on through Daniel as well. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth. But wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen, to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into the myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. Daniel 2, 21, 22. It is he who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and the greater knowledge to those who have understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. You know, you can even go back to John 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. Through him, everything was made. It's that essence of that light in these digital whatever you want to call them or even i don't know there's just so many ethical and moral questions that with all due respect i don't know if john q public with the overabundance of fluoride in the water the dopamine receptors being lowered to an all-time low where uh, typically you have more of a cognitive conversation with a goldfish i just don't know if people are able to process honestly i'd say this the dire straits that humanity is now the reason that's important is because we are our humanity is the image of God that he mm-hmm. created. We have been given the gift of salvation through Christ's sacrifice. And saying that you can upload your essence onto a thumb drive. It's like the most subversive, backhanded smack, if you will, the devil can give by saying, yeah. I am going to manipulate people to believe that eternity can be, the nirvana is attainable here on earth. However, we know the only true eternity is in the sacrificial act of Christ. And there's an old saying, it's like, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Yeah. And then somebody takes a hammer and smashes the thumb drive, and that's the yeah. end of your essence. Yeah, it's yeah. basically saying, we know that you said your ways are perfect, your ways are higher than our ways, but we're going to give it our own shot. We're going to give it a shot. We're going to be basically just like Satan was in heaven saying, I think we can try, I think we can do better. And oh my, the oh only time beer. that ever it's ever creation has ever been outdone, honestly, was when God created man-man the first time, and it's like, Adam is pretty cool, but I can do better. That's the only time where the I can do better honestly made sense, because then he created a woman, and, you know, let's be honest. One thing that kind of blatantly is wrong with the whole thought process of, like, being able to upload yourself to some sort of a thumb drive or something is, at that point, you're purely and simply just information, and there's nothing else. The essence of the divine is broken down to a series of zeros and ones. You're just information. Let that sink in. At that point, cannot have a soul, because you can't take a soul out of your body, your spirit. I mean, so if you're just thinking about it, 
it purely information? Sure, you can back up information on like a hard drive type thing if you're looking at us as like computers. But hey, guess what? We're not just like computers. We are living beings that we do have a spirit and a soul. So if you're an atheist that doesn't believe that you have a soul or a spirit, then okay, sure, maybe you could just live on forever in a computer chip or something. But when I am gone, when I am out of this body, when I pass on, my spirit or soul is going to go somewhere. You can't put that on a thumb drive. No. You know, I cannot be saved. When I'm dead, I am saved. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in heaven. To think that our finite minds can capture the essence of what true creation is. I mean, the, the fact of how a human body works, if one small little detail is, is screwed up, it, it just doesn't work. But the most minute change that's kind of entered into the body, the yeah. body will fight off an attack and, and kill it. And it's not in our notes now, but what I had originally put in about like when they with the cow cloning and they had the, the cow that they created back in 97. There was this big push where they were getting into cloning livestock and cattle, which, by the way, is still going to happen. Well, They're still pushing con- that. Congress, not even a month ago, they allowed these medical procedures to go and begin to clone animals mm-hmm. and to clone people. Mm-hmm. And this was a bill that yeah. wasn't voted down in Congress. So, once again, I'm not wearing yeah. my tinfoil hat. It, you can go check this out. There's a quote here from a guy named Jules Verne. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, The Time Machine. I mean, this guy, there'd be no Michael Crichton without a Jules Verne. And he has a quote, and it says, In consequence of inventing machines, men will be devoured by them. Yeah, which is ties right into what we're talking about. Right, exactly. And I think we're on this precipice that we need to be very sober-minded about. And the precipice is... So as it was in the days of Noah, as it will be in the returning of the Son of Man. And like even just saying that, like I just felt like, yeah. you know, and, and, and you go back to that Genesis 6. Yeah. There's a thing by Gina Coladas, and I think it ties in nicely what we're talking about. It's talking about research, and I was talking about Dolly, the sheep that they created back in 97. It says, researchers find big risks and defect of cloning animals. Now, I know this might seem like a stretch, but take out cloning animals and put in what's going on now in our current environment. Scientists say that every species is different, and it remains possible that it'll be easier and safer to clone humans than it is to clone other species. Ironic. There's a good jump right off there. Mouse eggs are fragile, Dr. Jenish says, which may complicate efforts to clone. The solutions used to bathe cattle embryos while they are grown in the laboratory seem to create a large calf syndrome, resulting in large placentas, so we can substitute out large placentas with issues that we've already discussed, heart defects, things like that. Huge calves that often die around the time of birth, but clinics four into the vitro fertilization have vast experience in growing human embryos. So basically what they're saying is, if you go down the research trail, they tried, for years and years, they've tried to create, and they did have the successful Dolly, was a successful you that they that they cloned, but they go down the percentages of what their creation, man's creation, with, with cloning these animals, and time after time, there was defect after defect, because they couldn't get the right code. They couldn't get the right numbers for creation. Like, we keep trying to do this, but we can't get there. But the same people who were doing this are saying, human cloning will figure out. That'll be okay. So, if you want to substitute that for what's going on now, it's we keep trying to recreate the genetic code, and we keep trying to tamper with things that we don't understand. Just pause Isn't for thought. Isn't that like the idea of species, for those that don't recall, their scientists found some sort of a transmission from outer space that gave them some sort of code that mm-hmm. they can weave these different genetic things, uh, yeah. you know, and basically Pl- it ended up... Playing God. I mean, I'll tweak the helix. Right. The, the, the verse, I finally found it. It took me a while. But you had referenced this earlier. It says, just as a father loves his children, so the Lord loves those who fear and worship him with awe-filled respect and deepest reverence. For he knows our mortal frame. He remembers that we are merely dust. As for man, 
man, his days are like grass, like a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is no more, and its place knows it no longer. We were created with a start and a, a closure time. However, the grace of God, the gift that he gave us by the cross, is we get, to, we get to move on to heaven. So that is the essence of us living forever. But we, mankind, clearly wants to do it our own way. We're going to go our own way about it. And it's the same thing. It's the it's the garden experience all over again. God gave Adam and Eve all these things, but they rushed the process by saying, we're going to eat of this forbidden fruit. And we're, we know what you said. We know the timeline that you laid out. We know the blessings that you have for us, but we're going to take the quick way out. And the quick way out, just like the wide path, ultimately leads to destruction. Lesson to be learned from that. And again, the whole point of this is, you know, make up your own mind about what you want to think when it comes to vaccinations and everything like that. We all should have what I'd call a choice in, in the matter. The whole point is, We've spoken to this. You can't just force people to do these things and expect us. I mean, I, Un, go ahead. Unless, and, unless you are knee deep, waist deep, maybe even chest deep at this point into, and this is the hardest thing for me to convey to people. You are chest deep into the throes of wiping out vast numbers of people. It is foretold in the scriptures. It is actually happening. Good, decent people would never imagine someone like a Fauci who has that spirit of Joseph Mengele trying to depopulate the earth. I couldn't see myself manipulating people and injuring people and causing harm to people. So as a result that I couldn't see myself do that or the people in my life, I couldn't see them doing that. Nobody could do that. But what we need to do is to separate ourselves and realize that there are psychopathic people that have been installed in places of power throughout the world, and that is exactly what they're doing. That is their end game. Matt's got that look at us. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you, but at the same token, uh, saying that it came to me last night at, when I woke up at two thirty in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, absolutely. and I don't yeah. remember who said that, but like you know, informed consent's the best word. Again, the government put this vaccine together, rushed it. They didn't know what they were doing, and then people had agendas. They snuck experimental things into it for profit, made by for profit companies that have record profits, multiple billions of dollars. You know, since this whole thing got started, so many agendas, and they're just going to ram it down everybody's throat and the whole country take it and shut up and i think it's going to take a very brave person brave people now to resist this all the way to the end and those of you that are vaccinated most of you have done it out of your patriotic duty or you uh, were empowered and you felt like it was the right thing to do and now you've been deceived there's still hope for you. There's still going to be treatments, but there are going to be so many people negatively affected by this, and it's going to come out, and it's going to come out a lot sooner than later, where our national leadership has failed us miserably, and they're going to have to come out and say that they made a horrible mistake, and there's going to be more people damaged by the vaccine than the actual virus. As you were talking, it was like the exact opposite of the informed consent. It's deceived consent. Consenting based on the false information. Well, that's yeah. even the verbiage in the Nuremberg Code. You cannot not have informed mm -hmm. consent. Hopefully there's still people at, at the FDA that have a conscience and that realize, I agree absolutely what you just said, Matt. And this is where it is for me. People can do what they want. I'm the one that's going to stand before Christ and give an account for everything I've done and everything I've said, good, bad, or ugly. At that moment, that's when he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant hopefully, uh, or depart from me for I never knew you. And I'm not saying that the vaccinations get eternal damnation. Ultimately, what I think John is presenting to us, and I think you did a really good job, and I thank you for doing this this week. I mean, 15 minutes was all I had to well, come up know. with these notes. I mean, But um, the, yeah. the larger point being is like, what we are basing, I'm assuring you, is an evil that surpasses 
anything that we have seen, mm-hmm. whether it be during the Bolshevik Revolution, whether it be World War II, the, everything uh, propagated with the, the SS, whether it be during Maoist China, like all of these things have been installed and put into place and were beta tests by this globalist Luciferian eugenics-based death cult over 100 years ago. And now we're no longer in the beta test. We are in it. And I think, what Matt, what you said, it's going to take stones, it's going to take the nerve, and it's going to take the inspiration of God, nothing less than that, for us to, to hold our ground and to say, to quote the Alexander Dumas quote we love from Count of Monte Cristo, you know, look at the world and say, do your worst, for I will do mine. And it's that, that spirit that I hope that we here at, at Flockcast are able to cultivate and encourage and dispense yeah, right here. Yeah. I mean, Bill, you're not sick. You're not infected with the coronavirus right now. I'm not infected with coronavirus. Nobody in this room is infected with coronavirus. What do we need a vaccine for? With all due respect, you know, Schwarzenegger came out this week and had an interview. Yeah. In a- and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Podcast. What are you doing? And he's basically get get on the chopper. Take your vaccination. Well, he, I mean, your will doesn't matter. Screw your will. Hell with your freedom. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, get the chopper. Unless you're not wearing masks, then screw you. I, mean, I can't even pronounce for, antibiotics. The irony of it is, is that this guy has legitimate family ties to the SS. Yeah. And he, the yeah. nerve of him to come here in this country. Say screw our freedom. Right. So uh, after he's made endless supplies of money I mean, off, off of the freedoms that come from being an American. And yeah. listen, the guy worked his took us off. I'm not going to dog him on that. I got massive respect for him. Well, my larger point being is, this is for me, it's freedom. It is for freedom. He set us free. free. Yeah. That right there is what it all comes down it is for freedom okay i'm holding a phone in my hand i'm not saying this phone is evil much like i am not personally saying that i think the vaccination is evil but we talk about god is the creator of life and satan is the manipulator the great deceiver so just open up your minds to the possibility that something that was out there could be manipulated by evil people that's my larger point just open your mind enough to think that maybe just possibly something that's been happening since the beginning of time something that was created for good even could be manipulated or deceived and turned for evil it happens it's been happening it happens over and over again and people who want to put all their money and throw all the chips on the table saying that this is our ultimate savior no it's not there is but one savior there's but one god there's but one savior we have to at least have an open mind use discernment the fact that maybe we can't put our 100% trust in this. We have to listen to the voice of God, use discernment, be obedient to his calling. Whether you want to get a vaccination or whether you want to have a phone or whether you want to do anything, that's great. God gives us choice. He gives us choice to serve him or not. That's God. What they're saying is do this or else. Does that sound like God? God loves us enough to give us free will. And if the vaccine was that wonderful, why would we have to coerce, bribe, and eventually threaten to decapitate people to get them to take the vaccine? It would be self-evident. America yeah. traditionally and historically has always risen up in times of crisis, and if things were that bad, you wouldn't have to force people to take any kind of vaccination to help save people. It's an experiment. Nobody knows for sure, and you can't force people to take something. And that, to be clear, we're not telling, we're not telling people who are pro-vaccination that they're evil people. No. I, I, I want for the record. I mean... I, yeah. No, God bless you. Hey, listen. No, there's... But, no, but we're, you, what, what we're saying is if, if God Almighty... Right gives us the free will to choose which path we're going to take and we're being presented with a lack of a choice I just think outside the box that's my whole point that's that's what I'm driving at that's your final thought that's that's, that's my closing thought okay. Stephen closing thought 
Um, closing thought, basically circling back on that choice thing. Um, you want to get the vaccination. You feel that it's best for you, what you need to do for your health, for your sound mind, family. Okay, cool. My problem is just when the, my right or ability to take that choice for myself is taken away, I, I got to draw the line there. So when they tell me I have to or else, that's just where it, it's a deal breaker for me. It's going to make me even want to not take it more just because you're telling me that I have to. No choice about it. Got to give me my choice. It's my free will. I, I have to have autonomy of my own my own body, what I put in my body. Well, got to be my well, choice. And, and, oh, you ahead. know, the whole idea of the whole Me Too thing, like we're being medically raped. If you think, yeah. think of the analogy, they're inserting something in you that you don't want. Yeah. Not to be adult here, but yeah. that is the essence of rape. Chemical rape. Yeah, chemical, medical, yeah. whatever you so, want to call it. But it is, th- it is rape. And think about it from this way. They want me to put something in my body that I don't want in my body, and I'm not choosing to put in my body, to stop me from affecting putting something else in somebody else's body that they don't want in their body as the virus. So, so I don't potentially spread a virus that I might have to someone else that they don't want. They're going to force me to put something in my body that I don't well, want. Isn't it like... Hypothetically. It's hypothetically. That's I remember when I was a kid, I had chicken pox. And they said, after you had chicken pox, you can't get chicken pox again. Aren't most viruses like that? If you do contract it, don't you have a natural immunity to it? And if that's the case... Some viruses can right. represent themselves. Yeah, but but generally life. speaking, as a rule of thumb, right? Well, the more well, your body you, builds the up that you, memory yeah. against yes. it. So your body refights it. There's like cells Mad's in your body like that are called like killer T-cells. Nothing cells. natural <laughs> about this virus. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, cells in your body that, yes. that remember and they recognize. So when it's reintroduced or uh, like that viral load comes up, your body can go and fight against that. There's like cells that are called killer T cells. Yeah, your, your body recognizes it because you've already been exposed to it and it's able to combat it, fight it, so it doesn't overtake your system. Right. Yeah. Therefore, based on the science you're presenting, if you've already had it, it would do you absolutely no good to have the jabs. To be exposed to it, your body has beaten it off. Right now, your bones are already creating the antibodies. They're being reproduced. There are studies that are going on. One of the last studies that I saw from the Cleveland Clinic was they did a study that said if you had contracted COVID, bodies fought it off, your body's creating the antibodies and for at least 10 months you're at the perfect acceptability level of like having the vaccination so you're covered you know up until that percentage that the vaccination natural is supposed to cover you by natural antibodies for at least 10 months i only feel that it's at least 10 months because it's probably as old as the study is okay. and so as they test further out i believe they'll probably see that you're covered longer than well, that and the other thing we didn't mention and now they're saying you're gonna have to get some up Booster to 10 boosters. boosters a year right That's now ridiculous. they just they're pushing for people who have pre-existing conditions or, or immunocompromised. But that was the same thing that they originated with 15, the original... 15 days. Yeah, so if you're following the pathway, if it presents the same as it did before with how it's passed out, right now it's for people who are immunocompromised. I mean, let's not be dumb. It's Eventually, that's just it's it for everybody, whether you have it. And again, I'm not condemning the vaccination itself. No, I mean, the, I'm not God condemning the choice... Or for some, I'm condemning the it's forever the, 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 the lack That's, of the mandate. Yeah. It's it's I, the government. It's openly. the government mandate. It's the government. As you you said last week taking over healthcare. The government now is playing God right. in essence. The idea that where we're at now, and if you have any kind of acuity, if you understand history, if you've read the scriptures, even if you have a basic understanding of eschatology. When you look at the verbiage, the Prime Minister of Australia, Canada, France, England, they've all come out and say that within the last month we are now under a new world order, and this is 
isn't my tinfoil hat stuff. You have to look at this verbiage. You Literally, when they're telling you if you don't have the vaccine, you can't buy, sell, or trade. Now, I'm telling you guys, this lifted right off of that Revelation 13 Mark of the Beast system. Now, I'm not saying that the vaccination equals that Mark of the Beast, that eternal damnation, but I'm saying is like, we talk a lot. It's predict- talking about the spirit. It's, yes, it's the spirit. It's predictive yeah. programming. It means it's getting you used yeah. to the idea yeah. of this is where we're going. Yeah. Now they're saying you can't go to ball games, you can't go to concerts, you can't, you know, yeah. whatever. Some colleges. And then, you know, in France, they, they actually <laughs> said you can't go to a grocery store unless you have it. But then, God bless them, they revolted. They they, they took up the... France revolted? Yeah, no. Did they did they, they woke up from the, the I, I thought they were going to pull out the guillotine and, and yeah. off with the head with uh, yeah. Macron. Any final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my closing thoughts is if you're, if you're still on the fence about whether or not to get vaccinated is use discernment, have face, and toe the line. Don't just cave into peer pressure. If you're, if you're going to do it, make sure it's an informed decision. It's the best thing for you. Don't do it out of sheer peer pressure because it's bigger than any vaccination. Like, like Billy said, it's not about the vaccination itself. It's about the mandate. It's about the spirit behind it. It's about you know setting us up so five years from now, they make this a mandate where you can take it. They'll be shoving anything into your body 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you'll never ever have the opportunity to challenge it again. Once they set that precedent that you're having to do this for everyone else's benefit. Well, freedom lost is never freedom regained. And those who would exchange their temporary security with their freedom deserve neither their security nor their freedom. And I'm sorry, this is a matter of choice. This is a matter of understanding who the puppeteers are on a global system because this isn't just affecting America, it's affecting the world. Through the quote-unquote lockdowns, millions and millions and millions of people in the third world have died from starvation but nonetheless um isaac do you have any closing thoughts so this is isaac what's up i'm isaac uh he's a model and uh this is true but um he's like a son to me my uh my best friend's son who i've known since his mom spewed him for through um her loins Mm, but that makes me want to have children someday don't take the vaccine (laughs) might not be an option but um uh, final thoughts on what we were talking about before you were snapchat i agree with your five hundred thousand followers it's not quite that many um, <laughs> he's he's in a band. I will say this, just for a point of reference, a little a little background on him. He's he's a he's a rock star, and he's gonna dread some hair real soon. Uh, I potentially am going to dread my hair, pierce my nose again, and yes, I am in an emo indie band. That is not really studying music. Follow me on Instagram, Street Rat Three Sixty. No spaces, no caps, no cap. Uh, I agree with a portion of what you guys are saying. Everything concerning freedom, nothing I don't think should be mandated. I'm a huge believer in a person's ability to choose what they want to do, whether you're for the vaccine or whether you think that it's the worst possible thing that choice should be up to you the people who think it's the worst thing ever shouldn't be able to force somebody to not get the vaccine unless that person is a child in their custody and then that should be approached differently and then the same goes for if you think that the vaccine is the absolute best thing in the world and it's saving lives you shouldn't force that on somebody who doesn't um from my perspective if you look back through history the way that every other pandemic has been handled is the sick quarantine themselves and the healthy go about their day and attempt to help the sick get better and in Wait, this, can you repeat that one more time Throughout the course of history, every other pandemic, every other major illness, the sick quarantine, the healthy do not quarantine. They go oh. about their day and they attempt to help the sick get better. That's a novel. It's a novel yeah, approach. And did you say, did that work in the past? It seems to have worked. It seems to have worked. Okay, we're still here. So, okay. Most of us are still here. Sorry, I don't mean to John you. I think, we, I think we lost a few people to the Black Plague, but I could be completely mistaken on that. <laughs> <laughs> the bubonic plague was a little, little touch and go there. but Just a little bit. Somehow we scraped through and, you know. Biggest race of humanity on any planet so far. So we'll see how that goes. And I would, the only thing that I would maybe disagree with is I would say that maybe this isn't 
the restrictions and them moving towards a more anti-freedom, anti-choice government, a more liberal um, government is. And very quickly, I'd like to comment on the liberal ideology as it is today. It Liberal is uh, doesn't necessarily mean liberal as in everything, because really it's a very restrictive political belief. But anyway, I would present opposition to the fact that this is one of the worst things that we've faced or the worst attack on our freedom going as far back as you can. And you brought up the SS and stuff like that. Personally, I would say that we have not quite reached the place of 5 million Jews dying in concentration camps. I'd say we got a bit of ways to go before we reach that, but... I'll concede. <laughs> just, <laughs> just because it's you, but my larger point with that, I'm, I'm not going to rescind it, but we are on that pathway. And if you take in the global 30 million, I think just in Africa alone last year, star- died of starvation during the quote-unquote quarantine, got back to what you're saying, you know, the complete inversion and the manipulation of English language. So, and I think that was an excellent point you brought up, Isaac, but... Thank you. Well, thank you. So, but that being said, I, are all hearts and minds cleared? As they can be. As we can be, yeah. Uh, with that being said, if you're still here, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share, leave a five-star comment on any platform you can listen to podcasts, podcast, podcast CLE. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker, doing really, really well on Rumble. Rumble. YouTube, Flawed Inc. Follow us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, doing really well in Parlor, Gab, Wee, Flawed Inc. Link for my book is below. Please pick it up because my dog is looking a little scarce there in the midsection. She needs to eat, so all that goes to the Feed the Dog Fund. But um, that being said... This is me. This is me talking. This is the sound of my voice. Can you hear me? You're getting very sleepy. All right. All right. We'll, do we'll do harmony. harmony? No. Uh, uh, I, uh, I quit. Uh, I quit. Uh, I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. Can you hear me, brother? In the middle of the night. <laughs> This will definitely make the <laughs> deep river. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and anything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools. You'll ride it to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me. It all keeps adding up. I think I'm cracking up. Am I just paranoid? Or am I down? Do you need it louder? No, it's like there's just some kind of weird effect on it, it sounds like. Just one and it count. Wow. And I knew ooh, ooh, in love. Shandy's got Jason's mic. We're good. Okay. All right. Shandy, good job. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Oh, yeah. We didn't rap. Steve, you have to... Freestyle something. First time on the show, you got a freestyle. Matt did.
here I am at Willie Will. Feeling the thrill, swallowing the blue pill. Trying to check in, get my mind related to all the new topics in life that are related. Giving me peace of mind, warm feelings in my heart. Here I am with Shanty. Playing her part. Shandy. Shandy. We out. We out. Fancy. Shancy. She's looking at you like, you're here like one day and you got my name wrong. Matt's like, we're talking an American tale and demonic cats over here. I did not sign up for this. Jason. We're here. Right now he's texting Jason. You rat. You rat bastard. Hey, Bill didn't hang out with for a week or two, he's cursing again. Bastard is technically a English. It means she's losing father, her ability. Fatherless child. That's true. Right. It's an illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's better if you say it like in the British accent. But if you actually use it in the context of that, then I, I guess it would not be. Like if you said if you if you said he was a bastard child, then it would be then yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds so polite. You. You gotta say it like you're British. I'm a bastard child. Get him some jelly and scones. And a spot of tea. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't like want to do like he's a bloody <laughs> bastard. Barbara, like what do you tell somebody with black eyes? Two black eyes. I don't know. Nothing you already done told them twice. <laughs> My stomach's still not feeling good. Is it the Rona? Rona, is that you? It's the, is it the <coughs> Gamma Delta variant? No, it's GI they, Rona. They say, allegedly, that, that that messes with the intestines first now. It's not that. It's G- yeah. GI issues. It's, I don't think it's that. What I'm trying to tell you. Solutions by numbers. Uh, looks like uh, the don't third strain. Get everyone vaccinated, and everyone wears two to three to four masks. Then we can all go out in public and, and be happy and frolic and play. You gotta give all of your money, but not to the poor. You gotta give it to me, and then when you give it to me, then you're good. And then I will sounds a little bit like the like the, like the church of old. Uh, <laughs> the papacy. Yeah, yeah. All of your monies, and then you can enter into the kingdom. We did not do any gain of function research. <laughs> there was none done. I'm telling you. Okay, I understand what you're saying. The Obama had a birthday party, and lots of people weren't wearing masks. But what you don't know is they've already paid their way. They're good. The dues are paid. Now we got Bill nice and nice and hot. That's that's the purpose of every podcast is to get Bill angsty. Raspberries. I hate raspberries. There's only one who would dare use raspberry. Make sure you follow us on the. Well, geez. Project okay. Mockingbird. Thank you. Um, well, if you listen to any of our previous episodes, you know we've discussed. That. Yeah, I know. I have listened. To, I've listened to your <laughs> previous episodes. Not all hey, of them. Hey, he represents the youth of the nation. I'm, I'm kidding. I literally woke I, up to you guys' group singing and then fell back asleep. It was <laughs> wow. It was, that, it was a little touch and go. A little touch and go. It was just like the bubonic play. Which, which song was it? The Green Day. Or it was, was it? the Green Day song. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's uh, that's. Um, I would. Did it give you the creep? Do we end with a song? I mean, it's the end of the world. I don't know. You're the singers if you want to do a... It's the end of the world as we know it. It's, it's the, the end of, of the world as we know it. it. It's, it's the, the end of the world, world as we, we know, know it. And I feel fine. We're gone. We're gone. Bonus points if you know all the lyrics. Or firepower.